0: Hey there, I'm Charlie Dice and you're listening to the Life Beyond Infertility podcast, a podcast devoted to providing information and sharing stories surrounding how to accept your infertility and learning to live a happy, fulfilled life beyond it. As a life after infertility coach and someone who's personally been through the ups and downs of trying to conceive, I'm passionate about helping women feel confident and empowered to take their lives back and find the joy in them again. I believe this area is a crucial missing link in the infertility space by talking about it and sharing our stories, we help break the stigma. So let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of the Life Beyond Infertility podcast. Really excited this morning because I have Casey Westbrook. She is a coach and she's in a mastermind group with me as well. That's how we met and she's doing some really amazing things. So I'm going to, Casey, let you introduce yourself and tell the listeners more about what you've got going on yeah hi
1: everyone so i'm casey i am a strength and conditioning coach i work primarily with women especially women who enjoy spending time outside whether that's hiking backpacking uh maybe some more extreme sports like mountain biking or climbing i work a lot with like multi-sport athletes who we want to be able to do all the things and we want our body to hold up for hopefully the next 30 to 40 years so we can keep playing outside that's what I want. So I want that up for all the women in my life.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, obviously this applies to all women, but particularly like the, you know, childless, child-free um, women who kind of struggle with body image and just, you know, maybe recovering from treatment for infertility and kind of, you know, how, how would you go about telling someone, you know, kind of how to get back into the swing of a routine in terms of concentrating on their physical health again after something like that.
1: Yeah, I think it can be, movement can be a really big first step in like deciding like, hey, yeah, I want to prioritize myself again. It does a lot of things for us. One, it like, it's a huge mood changer, right? Like we can be going through a really challenging time and I mean, we all probably have heard like exercise boosts endorphins and serotonin and dopamine. And there's all these really great things for our mental health. So when we are going through challenging time, like while I don't think exercise is the only answer, I think like therapy and working with coaches is on like more the mindset and like mental health piece is really important. Exercise is a huge supplement to that. And it can really take a day from like really bad or like, things are going hard to like making it like 10% better and when we're going through a challenging time this can be the thing that kind of like helps move us along and I think on the other side the other piece of that is like movement is really empowering I don't think that's necessarily what's sold to women I think it's sold as like a way to like modify our body or like another way to punish ourselves but truly if we if we really approach it in a different way it can be really a way to like really access our power and our strength i do a lot of like heavy weight lifting and i think obviously like there's nothing more empowering than like lifting up heavy weights and seeing like oh my god i am powerful i am capable. my body isn't trying to like fight against me like through something like learning that you aren't able to have children or and something like that and realizing like okay well I can still work with my body and I can still find a lot of like power and empowerment partnership with my body.
0: I love that. How would someone, you know, how would a woman like get started with that in terms of trying to find some sort of movement that works for her or like even the weightlifting aspect? Like how do you kind of get someone that's brand new to that that's looking for something uh, to kind of build back that confidence? I think most women
1: did not grow up lifting weights obviously I think that's changing I think more and more women are like being introduced to like strength training younger which I'm so grateful for but I personally didn't get it on my radar until like 25 or something like that I didn't really touch a weight taking it really slow is really key and building like this trust and confidence with strength training there's a lot of fear around it there's a lot of fear of like am I gonna start to like look like a man um I think there's a lot of like fear around like is this gonna hurt me like we hear a lot of horror stories around that. Taking it really slow and like learning to trust that your body is strong and capable. It wants to work with you. So learning the movements, learning how to access different muscle groups. It can be a really beautiful embodiment practice of like, what does it feel like when you squat? Like What are you feeling in your body? Like reconnecting to our body after, you know, trauma or things like that. Like when we're ready to like really be back in our body. So taking it slow, learn the movements. What is a squat? what is a deadlift? What is bench pressing? How do you do like a push-up? Um, and how do we make it work for where you're at right now? Progress you in the direction that feels fun. So like some of my clients love barbell, like the big long bar with the weights on the hands. Some of my clients are like, I prefer a kettlebell or a dumbbell, sort of like the more handheld version of weights. So it's really finding like what is exciting to you and like where are you at and doing what's like in your comfort zone, but maybe like pushing your edges a little bit.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. Because I really do need to get back into weightlifting. I, I hate cardio, just full disclosures. But um unless it's like, you, you know, activities outside or riding my horse or something, but yeah. like, you know, traditional treadmill and all that is not my thing. What's the biggest barrier you find to women wanting to get back into sort of a routine for this? Like, what are some of the I don't want to say excuses, but, you know, what are some of the excuses that we tell ourselves when we don't want to kind of take that leap?
1: Yeah, I think I see this come in a few different directions. I think the biggest thing is, like, it takes too much time. Really, what the things we're spending our time on are, like, things for other people. It can be our partner, our work, our family. I don't know, like, the things around the house. We think like, I need to do all of those things before I could take care of myself. And I was talking with someone about this and I, I think about how, you know, this is like one to two hours a week. If you're doing strength training, like all the other things might, you know, cardio type stuff might fall in there somewhere. But with strength training, like the longevity benefits in terms of like the amount of time you're going to get back in your later years, investment like you're making now, like we're we're investing in our retirement right right now and like. Yeah. It's probably not taking that much time now, but like in 40 years, that's going to have a huge impact on our life. Yeah. The like a thousand, two thousand, thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars to our retirement like right now. We're like, eh, like be kind of nice that now, but like, I know it's going to grow and like be a lot more in like 30 years. With strength it's the same. Like, yes, it is taking like a little bit of time out of your week right now, like one to two hours. But when you're a 78 year old woman, I don't know, we probably all have like grandparents in mind potentially or an older person in mind we're like wow like your life seems hard and like as women if we strength train right now like the payoff is going to be huge like we're going to be potentially like for you it could be like riding horses at that age or for me it's like I would love to be mountain biking in some capacity at that age like maybe I'm not like doing big jumps anymore <laughs> but I'd love yeah. to be out on the trails and I'd love to be like hiking and backpacking with my dogs and I know that like if I don't do the strength training now like it's gonna be really hard later.
0: Yeah. And no, I love thinking about it as an investment, like you said, because I don't think I mean, I know even for me, like I don't tend to look at it that way, but it is so true. Um, because I don't wanna be obviously we don't know what's gonna happen, but I don't wanna be that person, you know, when I'm eighty that's in a nursing home that can't do any movement at all. You know, I wanna prevent that. But it's interesting. You said like one to two hours a week. So can you break that down? Like, what's your recommendation as far as is it like every day? Is it twenty minutes every other day? Like, what's your what's your recommendation for most women?
1: Yeah, I'd really love to look at your schedule. So, like, what does your life look like? Do you feel like, hey, twice a week, I can dedicate like forty-five minutes or an hour? So that would be more like on the two hours a week. Like, if I looked at my schedule, that worked really well for me. Then I have people clients who are like, you know what? carving out a whole hour in my day uh especially like women with families or women with like full time jobs or women with like just a lot of extracurriculars like doing an hour twice a week is like that's too much so 20 minutes i think you can like if you did 20 minutes like three times a week or 30 minutes twice a week and some women are like i want to do 20 minutes every day of the week or whatever i think like yeah. you can really you can build strength that's meaningful but really starting where you're at so If that's like, hey, I can dedicate 15 minutes right now and I'd like to see that grow, that's possible too.
0: Yeah, a lot of variation it sounds like and that's really good because, yeah, we all have different schedules, different situations. Now, as far as like, because I know you do a lot of, um, you know, outdoor sports and you've met, well, not maybe sports, but, you know, hiking and mountain biking and stuff like that. Can you talk a little bit about how that and you know, those activities can really be beneficial, especially to women. Because I know there's a lot out there for men. I think women tend to not think of those as something that they necessarily can do. But Maybe I'm off base there. I'll let you're the expert on that.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, overall, like, movement and fitness and sports like really resonate with men. It's just we have a long history of men dominating these areas. And it being a really safe place for men to approach like we know, like, I think as men, like, they know, like, hey, it's fine for me to be in these spaces. Whereas women, it can be a little bit harder to, like, jump into a sport, especially if you didn't play sports growing up or you haven't played sports in a while. We tend to feel, like, more comfortable with, like, walking and things like that. I think there's a big movement of women, like, entering outdoor sports. It brings us a lot of joy. Similar to self-strength training, brings us, like, sense of empowerment of, like, oh my gosh, I'm doing something new and challenging, especially outdoor sports. Like there's always an edge, whether it's like I hiked five miles instead of four today or hey, I hiked a mountain today. Like I went to the top. There's like so many options there in terms of like mountain biking. Like I did a hard feature today or I rolled over a rock today. Like I did something new and scary and it provides these little steps and challenges for us to overcome and really like see our fear and then choose to like, go towards it anyway and like face that fear. So it provides these like little like it can provide some like really large fears to to face and some like little bite-sized ones if you are choosing the right adventure. And then I think it provides so much meaning to our lives, like nature and like being out there. Some people would say it's like a spiritual experience. Some people would say it's just like a like, it's their purpose is just to, like, be outside and explore. So I think it can provide a lot of meaning to our lives and a lot of purpose. Like, what am I here on this earth to do? Especially, like, after infertility, it can provide this new opportunity of, like, well, what, what do I do now? Maybe yeah, outside is, like, my next,
0: my calling now. Yeah, because I get that a lot. And I think that's the number one reason that people struggle with, you know, life after infertility is kind of, well, what, what do I do now? What is my purpose? What else is out there for me? So with us being kind of now a society that's on our screens all the time. And I mean, you have a coaching business too. So you have to kind of do the whole, you know, social media thing and everything. Um, Like, how do you find balance with the two as far as just getting outside and, you know, also being a successful career woman and running your own business?
1: Yeah. I think I look at my priorities, like what's most important to me, like my work is important to me and it allows me to provide like mentorship and support and like change people's lives, but I'm really going to do that. I also have to like do that for myself, which is for me, it's different things for different people, but for me, it is spending time outside. It's like running, mountain biking, hiking. And doing those things outside. So I do have to prioritize it. Like there's endless work for me to do. Like I can work all day every day and like it's never over. <laughs> yeah. Never <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> this is never going to end. So I have to decide it's going to choose to prioritize uh, that time outside. And for me, it literally looks like putting it in my calendar. Like this week I have my like outdoor adventures in my calendar. I'm like, all right, there's like my four hour block. Like for me, that's what it looks like. Sometimes it's a 30 minute block. But for me, it's like I need to block that time out on my calendar, or it will look like I work.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I hear that. I love that. I love that you block specific time out. Make that your job, right? Like just prioritizing yourself. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know we live in the West Coast, and you probably know, like, fires have been really challenging out here, and it leads to a lot of like smoky days where we can't be outside. And I just know like the impact on my mental health, like it directly impacts my client work. Like I love my clients and when I'm not able to like be outside and take care of myself in that way, I'm like, I question, like, is this what I want to be to bring with my life? Just because like the impact that being outside has on my mental health. And I talk to so many women about this. It's just like nature is so good for our mental health. And
0: when I'm not able to be outside, it makes my days really challenging. I definitely feel that same way so kind of describe like your program and your process for us like if someone was interested in working with you so i would start with uh, an assessment
1: where we go through like what are your goals how do you move now where are your strengths and where are your weaknesses and then what does your life look like or the big thing um because if i just threw you into the program that i'm doing it probably isn't gonna work for you and your schedule so looking at like your life how you move strengths and weaknesses creating a customized program from that and then from there we work on optimizing your movement i really believe that like how you move in the gym or in like a gym type setting directly translates into you moving really well outside um and the better you move outside and in your daily life like that's going to lead to you moving well for a long time if we know how to like Engage our glutes, engage our quads, core, all of that. Um, so ultimately, I want people to have strong and sustainable movement patterns um, that last a lifetime. And then we use our bodies, at least outdoor women, we use our bodies pretty hard. Uh, we're out there a lot doing some intense things, um, which, you know, just like we maintain our car, like we take it for oil changes, we take it to get our tires rotated and checked in on. We need to do the same for our body if we want it to last. For me, our body is our most important piece of gear. So, outdoor athletes, we have bikes, we have skis, we have our backpacking gear. We take care of all of that stuff, so we know it works. Like we need to do that for our body, making sure you have the tools to like manage things that'll pop up after a long day, so that you go out and play hard the next day. And then, most of us who are seasonal athletes, so that looks different for all of us, but there's literal seasons, so. Ian snowboard season coming up. So a lot of my clients were transitioning into a program that's going to prepare them for that. And then there's like our life seasons. Like me personally, I'm in like a busy work season. So my program for myself looks different than it would when I'm in the less busy work season. So the same goes for my clients. It's like it's summer. Like, are we traveling a lot? Your program needs to look different or it's winter, we're settled in. I want to keep more time to my training. So seasonizing our training based on literal seasons and our seasons of life.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. And you work with everybody from like beginners to, you know, you said seasoned athletes. I do. Yeah. So I work with beginners to seasoned
1: athletes and then all levels of experience with strength training. So some women have never touched a barbell or haven't touched like a anything beyond like a five-pound dumbbell. And then some women are like, I love strength training. Uh, they've been doing CrossFit and they're ready for something that's more suitable for their outdoor pursuits and not taking away from that.
0: And I always ask every guest this, like, I mean, you can relate it to personal, professional, however you want to take it. What's one thing that, you know, you would tell your younger self, like looking back, that you wish you would have known, you when know, it back then? It could be, like I said, it could be related to outdoor activities or just being a woman in general like what's kind of the thing that you would look back and tell your 18 year old self now um,
1: my 18 year old self 18 year old self was having to drop go um <laughs> <laughs> hardly out of work yeah my 20s were plagued with like a lot of over and disordered eating so I would tell her that she is loved no matter what she looks like. Your body isn't like currency. It isn't like what's going to make people love and care about you. It's been a lot of my healing over the last decade. And that's a big part of my work too is reminding myself that my body isn't like what makes me valuable, important, and I'm lovable just as I am. So that's what I would tell her.
0: And that's so good. I think we can all relate to that. Most humans. <laughs> Awesome. Um, So where can people find you? Like if they want more information, what's the best way to connect with you?
1: Yeah, you can connect with me on Instagram. That's the best way to connect with me, Casey M. Westbrook. And I'm C-A-S-E-Y, Casey.
0: Well, thank you so much, Casey. This has been really fun. And I think really important for women to know that, you know, they can really see a lot of improvements mentally by moving their body physically. And I feel like we We know that logically in the back of our minds, but yet for some reason, we just don't make it a priority. I'm sure everybody is different with that, but I just, you know, what you're doing is really important and really amazing and just trying to make sure that women especially know that, you know, Their bodies are worth fighting for and worth taking the time to invest in. We'll put all Casey's information in the show notes. And, um, you know, I'd love if you guys could reach out to her if you have questions. Yeah, I just want to thank you again so much for being on today's show. Thanks so much, Charlie. If you liked this episode, be sure to download, subscribe, and leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast. It really helps the show and lets me know the exact information my listeners want to talk about. For more information on accepting infertility and finding happiness beyond it, follow me on Instagram at lifebeyondinfertility or find me online at charliedice.com. That's Charlie spelled C-H-A-R-L-I-E, Dice spelled D-I-C-E, dot com. And don't forget, you are woman enough and your story is worth sharing.